Welcome to the Uno Mas podcast. This is your host, Whitney Kay, and I'm accompanied by my amazing co-host and handsome husband, Christopher Moss. What's up? In this episode, we're talking all things quarantine, stay-at-home orders, and yeah, toilet paper hoarding. That's right. We're talking about our experience with Corona. 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 Okay, seriously though? (laughs) We are coming to you to talk about this Corona craziness that's going on right now and kind of how we're dealing with it or how we've been dealing with it up until this point. Um, Yeah, it's been a little crazy, hasn't it? It's definitely been crazy, you know, from personal and work. I mean, it's, it's been a lot. I mean, it's been a lot of adjustments also being, you know, just careful. Yeah. Um, A little bit of everything that has kind of changed how we live. Oh, completely. uh, For sure right now. So I'm trying to think, when was it that like we really started hearing things about it? Was it just two weeks ago, maybe three weeks ago that we started? Because I remember (coughs) showing, oh God, and then you cough. (laughs) Not funny. But three weeks ago, I believe, don't you remember me showing you that video? It was like a video from China of people like, and it was Chinese propaganda. Yes, it was Chinese propaganda. I don't, it was completely a just juiced up video, but those people were just falling down. And I'm like, Oh my God, babe, look at this. This is crazy. Not even thinking what was to come literally maybe like the next week after, I think it was the next week. So then it it starts coming to the U S and it's crazy. And I remember thinking, I don't want to get it. (laughs) Like that was like, I wasn't thinking economy affected. I wasn't thinking jobs maybe have to be given up all that craziness, but I'm very thankful that I get to work from home. But you, on the other hand, um, don't work from home and you work out in the world and yep. thank God you still have a job right now and you're still working, but there's risk. There's huge risk with that huge yeah. risk. I mean, every single day you have to go to work and you know, you're not a frontliner like our medical staff and God praise them. Like our medical, the medical staff out there, the police officers, everybody in the front lines, but you're kind of like a frontliner in the fact that you still have to go to work every day and deal with people coming in, um, to do business with you. Yeah. What do you feel about that? Like, how does that make you feel? You know, are you nervous? Does it scare you? Like, yeah, I mean, I'm not so much worried about me, Mm -hmm. you know, but I mean, I am worried about coming home and, you know, um, passing that virus on to you and, and, and Kaylee. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, that's honestly where my, my scared, you know, thought comes from. When you uh, get to work, are you even thinking about, like, does it even, is it at the forefront of your mind every moment? Yeah, or? I mean, every every customer that I come in contact with, like, um, I, you know, there's nothing that I can do. Yeah. I mean, you know, if they're not, if they're not doing what they're supposed to be doing as, as citizens, mm-hmm. you know, then, I mean, that's kind of where it, it sucks because I don't know. I don't, I mean, I know that I'm doing right, like mm-hmm. sanitizing, you know. 
I, yeah, I what that, extra precautions are you taking as someone in the workplace? Like if you have to still be at work and going yeah. to work, what kind of steps are you taking to protect yourself during a time like this? Uh, cleaning, like cleaning the door handles, like in and out of my office, um, uh, my uh, code pad that I have to every time touch uh, to enter in uh, to my office. Um, my keyboard, my mouse, I mean, all of the things that like I actually touch physically, mm -hmm. um, I kind of clean that, um, er ever so often. And then after what, like when you're talking to somebody, like, are you wearing a mask? No, I'm not wearing a mask. Okay. Um, do you like sanitize while you're talking to them? Do you have them yeah. sanitize? Like what, are, what yeah, are you doing? I mean, you know, I consistently do it. Uh -huh. Um, they're, they're really not using anything up until it, the, the point of signing the contract and, and doing all of the, the, the legal paperwork. Um, so I mean, realistically what frightens me the most is that, you know, they're two to three feet away, you know, they're not the six feet rule. Yeah. And so technically it's, it's a little difficult for us to, to be able to, you know, do what we're supposed to do and then, you know, keep six feet away. But it's the same thing if you go to the grocery store and you go to check out. Yeah. And see, that's, you the know thing. what I mean? The so it's like, Chris it, has been like the only one out in the world. I have been at home with our daughter because she is five months old. I'm considered more at high risk than he is because of my asthma with this virus that's going around. So we've really been quarantined for like two straight weeks. Like I don't think I've really ventured out, but twice and the two times that I have ventured out, it's because I was absolutely craving something. And the only thing that we're able to get food wise here is something with drive-throughs. Yep. So I've gone through drive-throughs, but you're the only one that's gone out and about. So, yeah, so I, I mean, if we get it, it's, it's, it's because of me and it's from work work or well you go to the, the occasional drive through but not really i mean not really no. um what about what about when you have gone to Kroger the very few trips that you've taken when you have gone are people I wear a mask I wear a mask and are people social um, distancing themselves are other people or yeah, me? Yeah, like are like I know I've seen on the news because again I have no life I'm in quarantine. So what I'm seeing in the news is like some companies are um, well before they just before they stuck to just drive through. I remember that inside certain facilities they were had like tape on the floors marking yep. six feet away. Yeah, they've got that for checkouts, but okay. I mean. You know, if you're passing by somebody, I, I I doubt it very seriously. Like, what I do is I just hold my damn breath. Yeah. You know, um, whenever I'm passing so that I don't breathe in anything if for some reason, you know, because it is vi viral. Yeah. You know, so the the risk is a lot less. Mm -hmm. Most of, of the cases um, from what we've looked at is basically you know, me picking up a notebook or a pen and then putting my hand to my face or yeah. whatever. Uh, so it, it, it's, it's pretty much direct contact, but it, I mean, there's still, you know, it's still viral. I mean, it still hangs out there in the air. That's why they're asking you to keep six feet away from other people. Yeah. So now I want to talk about too, some of the things that, I mean, I guess you just don't really I think we take it for granted. I think a lot of people are, have come to a realization of just the day-to-day -day norm that we're so used to when it's completely taken away from you in a matter of just literally hours or 24 hours. 
everything changes. Like, for example, we're supposed to keep, you know, social distance of six feet. You know, I went over to my friend Sarah's yesterday and we were doing something for work and we sat out in her front yard and we were like six to eight feet away from each other. You know, when literally I'd go up and give her a hug or our family members, you know, even family members we keep our distance from. And then another thing is, what's another like one? Like our, our, our neighbors, you know, that's kind of one big thing. Like, you know, I mean, we, we love to, we love to, to hang out with yeah. our neighbors and, and be, a, you know, a part of the, the street community. But, you know, honestly, I look at it as, okay, I'm, you know, I don't, I want to lessen that risk because I could potentially be the one that gets in contact with somebody because Whoa. of me being, you know, d- directly in front of them yeah, uh, for and, a long period of time. And they say that you could literally be a carrier for up to four, you can be asymptomatic Ace, yeah, asymptomatic. for up to 14 days. So yeah, with you going to work, you could come back and be feeling fine and they could be out all on the street, you know playing with the kids or whatnot and then you go out there because for the past four days you you know no big deal no problem and then you're infected and you don't even know it and then they catch it and then they go and visit you know like their mother or something it's that's how it's spreading and let me let me ask you this so on that topic um we know that you know this year there was a completely different case of the flu, right? Yeah. So I, I think realistically, I think that this has been here longer than, than what we, we all thought. I mean, it could be. They say China started it in October, I think it was. Like it started to form in China in October. And then people were still traveling in and out of that, that what, Wuhan or Wuhan, China? I don't yeah. even know where, what area. That place in China, they were flying in and out of there. So who knows? But yeah, Pete, the flu season this past year was horrendous. There were way more serious, you know, strands of the flu this year. And that's why, you know, I think that the vaccines that they did give, um, you know, really didn't help. You know, people were still getting significantly sick. And but it wasn't fever symptom, like it wasn't your well, regular yeah. flu symptoms. And that just tells you right there because they're still doing the same well, thing our today. our son got the vaccine and he ended up getting the flu. I mean, same thing. That's what I'm saying. It, But vaccines are, I mean... We're not getting on that topic. Yeah. That's a whole other topic another day. But For sure. Yeah, I, it's just been crazy. And then another thing now is, um, you know, like we can't do our day to day. Like we can't get up and go to a restaurant. We can't go to a movie. We can't, it's just weird. It's like everything now has to be the three of us or when Parker's here, it would be the four of us and we'd have to do something here. So it's like, we went on, we went on a walk up to and around the lake. We took like a four or five mile walk the other day, which was amazing. It's forcing people to get outside but that's my whole, that's what I was talking about is the fact that like people take things for granted. You know, you, you sit here and we're so used to going about our normal day and you, you don't think, okay, now, well now I can't stand, but six feet away from you. Like, or I can't stand any closer than that. I can't go to my drive throughs I can't even walk into a restaurant. I can't go shopping. I can't go see sports. I can't go see concerts. Like everything has been shut down. Everything and but yet I can be in direct contact. Yeah, uh, tons of people are still going to work. It blows no, my I mind. No, I mean that's that's what I'm saying. It, it just doesn't. It, it's like it defeats the purpose of it because 
think of it this way, okay? And this is how I look at it. If we're, if, if, say for instance, Collin County is being quarantined, okay? Mm-hmm. You know, we're all stay at home right now, supposedly, other than your essential businesses, okay? Those essential businesses are still getting in contact with people that are getting out. So these people that are being quarantined, they're still allowed to go and travel and go to the grocery store and go to this and go to that. So you still have, I mean, it's the same thing. It's the same thing of, of going and, you know, I, I just don't, well, I don't I understand. Think that, I, think I know that they're is, trying to minimize it. Yeah, they're trying to slow the spread or what they can say, what they say as in flattening the curve. And I think that you have a greater risk of, you know, a basketball arena or, you know, a concert of people infecting multiple people at once rather than, you know, the 50 people that go to a grocery store and are scattered throughout the grocery store. You know, I think that's where the thing is and I totally get it, but you're right. People are getting such they're getting that itch to get out because they've been isolated for so long now and every state is doing a different thing, which is understandable. Not every state is severely as bad as others, but then you've got cities doing different things within the state and then counties now doing different things within their cities. So it's just, it's a freaking mess out there. Yeah. Like it's a flick. It's a, it's a flipping, flicking, flipping. It's a flipping freaking mess out there. And it's just, it's, it's crazy and it's completely changed our lives in a matter of just a day. So how are we how are we still alive together under the same house? I mean, we're Whole good. Roof under the same roof. That's yeah, what I, I mean, I I think we're fine. I mean, nothing's really any different for us. But for for those that that, you know, it does change and the husband and wife or boyfriend, girlfriend, boyfriend, boyfriend, girlfriend, girlfriend, whatever, you know, if, if they're all under that house, yeah, all, all, you know, for four uh, or what is it? 14 days. Yeah. Minimum. Well, I you're mean, still going to work. Let's, that's, let's, that, let's but that's think what about I, this. But that's like what I'm if saying. you were home 24 seven oh, with me. I would me, go star crazy. I would lose my shit oh. with you. I love you. I love you. Now, I I think it would be, and it's not so much me and you, okay? Because me and you have done, I mean, we've gone to Mexico where we spent a full seven days literally hip to hip. You know, we've done the whole, we've been together for very long periods of time. But I think it's the me, you, and, and the kiddo, and the kiddos. You know, Parker's not here right now, but having her. Like she, even though we love her, it's... She's an infant, you know, so that's the added stress, you know, and then it's that, that separation is a good thing for couples, you know, you going to work, me, us separating, us coming back together. I mean, that separation is a very good thing. And I think that couples really probably get to see what they're like. Well, they've probably never had to worry about spending that much time together. Well, speaking of, you said spin and it made me want to jump right into another topic. Sorry, I'm squirreling out tonight a little bit, but that makes me think, I know, right? (laughs) It makes me think about, um, finances because your, your income has changed. My income has changed. Even though both of us are still able to work, 
the economy isn't what it normally is. Clearly it's done a huge shift. And so our incomes have taken a hit drastically and as grateful as I am that we're still able to work because there's what 3.3 million people out there that have filed for unemployment and my heart goes out to them. I can't even imagine. Um, so I'm very grateful for that. But at the same time, we did have a moment of, okay, we need to rethink here. Like, what would we cut? What would we not cut? And then, you know, what are the essentials that we need to order right now? Netflix and chill. Yeah, we're we are, keeping. <laughs> we're keeping Netflix. <laughs> Shout out. That's not a sponsorship. Um, but... Yeah, I mean, we sat down and really thought, like, what would we cut? I, I know I, I cut back on some of my bills, my non-essentials right now, I just mean, I, for the time being, because I wasn't, I wasn't sure where the hell things were going. Yeah, I mean, both of us. I mean, we, we've really, I mean, we've actually, it, it's kind of a great thing, because even though people are saying, oh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm out of work, I mean, you know, the average consumer, when you're working, you're spending money, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's... You, you, you hear that, that saying that, you know, people live paycheck to paycheck and it's because, you know, they go to work and the time that they do have off, they go and spend it. Yeah. Right. So it's kind of the same thing. Like a lot of people spend their money too, like dining out. And that's something that we would treat ourselves to a lot that we don't do. Obviously we can't anymore. We we didn't. We didn't. I have to disagree because we didn't do it it a lot. No, but we would eat out. One to three meals a week. Um, maybe. On the weekends, yeah, yeah, you know, okay. they might not be like they might not be sit down dinners. They might be like, hey, let's go through Chick Fil A, but that's still eating out. You know, we would yeah. we would eat out two to three times a week, and now we're not doing that because we're going to the grocery store, and um, that's kind of eye opening because I think how many times have we sat there and said, Oh, we need to stop eating out as much. We need to stop eating out as much. And then we never stop eating out as much, you know, but this has kind of forced us to not eat out as much. And it's actually brought more of a bond for us to cook dinners together. Yeah. uh, And I was just, I was going to piggyback off of that. Yeah. Don't talk about. Yeah. Okay. No, we're good. Uh, but yeah, I mean, that's kind of one thing that, that I actually, I really like. Yeah. Is the fact that, you know, it kind of gives us that time. And that and that's the thing. Like, we don't just sit around the house, though. Like, I've, I've noticed that. Like, when we do stuff, like, or like, you know, for the time that I do come home, and obviously my hours have been cut, you know, for more of an essential business because of this, um, you know, we try to accommodate and go and do things like taking walks, things that we didn't do before. Not as often. Yeah. As often, right? Like take the golf cart, go ride in the neighborhood and yeah. and just kind of get out a little bit more. Um, but I also think that it was because we were coming off of the winter and it's like, okay, now that we have really nice weather, right? Now yeah. we're, we're still being forced to kind of stay within, Our you bubble. know, a, a bubble. Yeah. And it sucks because me, I'm out, I, I have to be outside. You're a summertime guy. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yep. So, yeah, I mean, things have definitely changed for us. But I think that, you know, one of the things that we have always done well, and I think I mentioned this in a previous podcast, is that we communicate 
a lot. Like we have a lot of conversations, hence why the whole podcast thing started because we were literally thinking, why don't we take these conversations on the couch to the podcast um, or to a podcast? And throughout this whole process, we might not agree all the time, but we always have a conversation about what's going on. Like, are you going to not have a, not have a job tomorrow? You know, that was a topic. Okay. Now you're going to work. Well, what, how are you going to protect yourself at work? Okay. Now you're off. Well, you weren't off the day before or it's, well, or it's a day-to-day basis. Yeah, It's a day-to-day basis. Or, well, what are we doing today? Are you going to help me with the chores now that you're home? You know, like, are you going to help me with the baby now that you're home? It's just, there's a lot of, are you going to mow the lawn? Are you going to, exactly. There's a bunch of, I guess, topics that, Basic, basically, it's that because I have a little bit more freedom, you know, you're you're allowing that as an opportunity for you to be able to focus on your business more. Yeah, but what I'm saying is, is with all these things now that are up for discussion, instead of just having an argument because somebody's not contributing the way that you want them to now that they're home more, or, you know just starting arguments for no reason during this whole transition and this new, I guess, norm that we live in, we're, we're communicating. We, we have a really good dialogue about how we feel, what scares us, you know, what's new, what's going to happen, what we can expect from each other. And I think how to prepare for the unexpected. Yeah. And I just think it's really helped us, um, navigate through this just crazy period of life and time right now that is just honestly it's still unsettling because i feel like we're still at the beginning stages of no this. we are for sure i, I feel like we are i yeah. feel like you know texas i mean we haven't been hit with it well like, we've been declared a disaster state but yeah i get but, like I mean, countrywide i don't even feel like it's even gotten started yeah I, I don't think so either and it's just it's really unsettling and it's scary and it you know having our baby girl you know and a son that has you know, asthma, it's just both of them, even though it's not really affecting kids as much, but I'm not going to say it's not because we have seen those rare cases. It just sucks to be able like to have them both like inside and not be well, think enjoying of, life with them. Yeah. I mean, like, not just that, but think of, think of all of the, the, the kids that, you know, were seniors in high school or, you know, college graduates yeah. I mean, these people aren't, I mean, they're not able to go and do the things that we did. I mean, and, and you focused on that earlier. You said that, you know, like, I, I think it's some of those, those things that, that we, we, we take for granted. Yeah. We take for granted. Yeah. Right. And, well, I mean, and it just shoot. sucks. They, um, graduated like medical students, like from A little around early the country, so that they like can three get months in the field. early. Yeah. Can you imagine that? Can you imagine being in the medical field? I mean, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, I get to graduate early, but you don't even get to you don't even get to process the graduation part. Like it's not like, "Oh my god, I graduated. Cool. Now I get to go find a search for a job." It's holy shit, I just graduated. Now I'm going to the front lines of a freaking war. Yeah. I mean, that just blows my that would blow my mind. So claps and hands up to all of you people out yeah, there that all, are all. Yeah. Are dealing sure. with that from pharmacists to doctors and surgeons and police officers, nurses, and firefighters, and, yeah. and nurses, and all any everybody. public service. Yeah, any and, public service. It could be. Yeah. You know the the clerk at the grocery store that's allowing all of these people you know to come in and 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 mm-hmm. them putting themselves at risk because I mean you know whenever you go and check out you're two feet away from them. 
You're two feet away from them. And, and, and you see 100, 200, 300 people a day. Yeah. Like you don't and think people that are that's losing stuff, their shit in these places. Yeah. I mean, you don't think that that's not going to affect that person mentally. Like yeah. it affects me. Yeah. You know, it, it just, I don't know. It, it's, it sucks. It, it, and, and mad respect for, for especially the people that really put themselves at an extremely high risk, uh, in the hospitals and the medical field and, you know, our, our public service such as, you know, military now, um, all you know, local fire departments, all of it, absolutely all of it. But I think that, and we had this talk the other day that I don't think this virus scares us as bad as not being able to get the help. And all the people you just mentioned are mm-hmm. out there fighting, but there's so many people that are sick and there's so many people rushing to get help, rushing to get te- or tested, rushing, you know, to, I don't even know what, get medicine from the pharmacy. And there's just, there's not enough hands on deck. There's not enough equipment out there. And I think that's what scares me the most. And I think that's what I voice to you the most is that it's not getting the virus. I have complete faith in God that he could help me fight through it. But if, if I needed the medical attention, there's a huge, like, not so there's a huge uncertainty that's what i'm trying to say there's a huge uncertainty of whether or not i would be able to get the care that i actually needed well no because number one you know you could have just minor symptoms and then them just turn you around because it's not serious enough and then three days later you know you're 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 needing a respirator yeah you know and it's like i mean that's where i I think that it's the people that this is how i feel i feel like majority of the people that don't know of anyone that's been affected by it or um or just just dumbfounded with it you know they they think that oh you know that doesn't that doesn't happen right it's not going to happen to me and those are the ones that and that's why it is the way that it is across the united states and across the world is because they're they're not taking those extra precautions to ensure that you know other people I don't know. It just... Absolutely. Yeah. It's... I mean... (laughs) It's like it's a lack of respect for other people. Well, it's like all those kids on the beaches. You remember watching the news? and that that one that means ridiculous. That one girl was like, "Um, I just turned 21 and it's like spring break and I'm not going to ruin my spring break and newly being 21 without partying. And it's just like, God, honey... I mean, we were all 21, 21 at once, but like... I had my shit together when I was 21. I mean, I had some... I mean, she might have just been intoxicated and she might have just burnt some brain cells there, but you like... You know, sometimes they, they go after those people that yeah. they know that are going to be good for TV, right? Oh, man. She I was mean, great for yeah, TV. She... Yeah. I mean, I let... I mean, the best part of that whole interview was when they shot back to the newsroom and there was like the split screen newscasters. They were on four different boxes and they were all and just... And all of their mouths were yeah, wide open. Yeah, all of their mouths like, were like... Oh my God, this is what's wrong with the youth in America. Well, what's really funny (laughs) is, is that if you talk about go green and, and be healthy and everything, like they're, they're trying to save the world, but then you pull this shit. It just doesn't make any sense to me. It's like, okay. They're not trying to save the people. They're trying to save mother earth. And I think 
Yeah, I get but... what you're saying, but yeah, I, I, it's just, yeah, it blows my mind. It, it blows my mind, but we're so blessed. Yeah, we're, we're, we're blessed. super blessed. Hey friends, thanks for taking the time today to jump on in and listen to the Uno Moss podcast. How can you help support us moving forward? Leave us a review. Let us know how you're liking it. And then if you're on Instagram and Facebook, like most of us are, go ahead and tag us, share in your stories, invite your friends, and we look forward to Uno Moss podcast next week.